Hey, what's going on? This is uh, True News three six five, and I've got a quick one here. Um, just want to rant today. It's just pure rant. Um, I'm just curious. Um, sometimes we talk to people, and we're in the faith, and we're in public forums, and we're talking about the faith. We're talking about we're trying to stand up for what is true. The Bible does say say that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for what is true, right? So when you hear things that are that just don't sound right in the culture, and so you have the conviction of saying, well, these are lies being propagated in the culture that need to be corrected, right? So we know that the public square is essentially um, the media, the forums, the news groups, the Facebook groups, this has become a big part of the public square. So when you're engaged in these conversations, not just in, well, in, in more uh, personal areas, say, or among your own siblings and family members. Uh, well, we're talking about family. We're talking about uncles and aunts and nephews and nieces, sons and daughters and people that are that you are influencing because you are part of their family, you're their friends or whatever, in, in groups with your friendships. You know, you would think that uh, valuing uh, truth should be a, an essential part of those friendships, right? Some people would say, well, you know, you have to let some BS roll sometimes. I, I agree with that. That's true. But how about like really important things in the culture, right? Why do you think that this culture has become so polarized? It's because things have become so extreme. Um, the things have become so polarized that now the, there are no subtle understandings. There's no, there's no continuum um, with regard to big ticket items and subjects and things in the culture. Now the left and the right has never before, never been as um, separate and separated as it's been in these days. So I say, okay, well, that's why people tend to now hang out with their own political um, uh, sides, you know. So it's become a Yankees versus Braves society. You know, and um, us against them. The problem is, is that there's no going back. There's no, really no going back. And, and coming from a Christian worldview, you can't possibly say, well, I'm going to try to come into the middle with regard to sin. You can't do that. Because the culture has now receded so far deep into the ocean or into the wilderness. You can't go halfway into the wilderness with respect to the truths of scripture, there was a time where society was closer to those um, Christian fundamentals and traditional values. The culture has now receded, okay? Um, especially in this, in this, in, in America. So now it's not like if, you know, you can sit down and go halfway. Now, basically, if you're going to sit down with a friend of yours 
who's either uh, opposite from a political spectrum as you, you have to literally go out of your way and not talk about politics in order to sustain that friendship. And even then, you have to wonder, you have to wonder whether you still actually have a friend because they know where you stand and the, the elephant is still in the room. You just refuse to acknowledge him, okay? That's the problem. Let's be honest. So I'm talking to a, an individual I don't know in a public forum, and um, we're talking about issues of divorce. And the person says, well, you know, these are, I'm talking, I'm trying to make a distinction uh, of a standard, the standard of divorce, of divorce, the best place to speak about these things from a Christian perspective from a truthful perspective, is from the purity of the standard of Christ. And then we can have an understanding and say, okay, where is marriage today? And what are people regarding it today? And then you can kind of, you know, it splinters out into who knows what everyone thinks marriage is or relationships or whatever. But for me, the most honest approach is to speak about this Christian standard from its most, most purest form, the way Christ and the way God instituted it. The problem is that the person says, well, you know, there's no judgment. Christ doesn't judge. You know, the Christian standard is not to judge. Yeah, but that you have to be in the Christian standard. And then there's no judgment of those who are in the standard, but someone that's outside of the standard has not merited or has not, um, has, is not in the realm where they can't be judged because the scriptures, the scriptures themselves will be the judge of the person who does not take on the standard of truth, which is God's standard, the godly standard. So when a person says, well, you know, it's not good to judge, most oftentimes the person who has that perspective is the one that judges the most and they're judging against us the standard of God that's what they're doing when they're making uh, leeways or they're making loopholes in order to um, uh, you know favor anything other than a perfect standard for let's say the subject here in this case is marriage when you say, well, you know, we're talking divorce and we're talking about, you know, uh, well, God hates divorce. That's that's the standard of God. And Christ fulfilled that standard when he spoke about it and he recognized the sinfulness of man's heart. So God allowed provisions for it. And then he said, because uh, regardless, a, a, a marriage and divorce is a shameful thing. And so we say, well, he made those just because there was provisions made in, in, in for, with regard to um, uh, um, infidelity doesn't mean that you, you, you get out of it without shame. You still, if you divorce because of that, there's still the shame of the divorce, which is the godly standard, looking at it from the godly standard of God. So the person who says that, you know, they're not going to judge is a person is already judging Okay, the godly standard of God where you're minimizing that standard. So th they're judging unrighteously. When you judge things truthfully, the Bible says that you're judging righteously. Okay, so I kind of wanted to rant on that because 
you know, oftentimes that's thrown around, not only by people who don't know anything about scripture, you know, but it's thrown around even by people who are, who are Christian, who, who are ill educated on actual scriptural knowledge, you know, and they throw this around. We're not supposed to judge. How often do we hear that? You know, but they don't realize is that you are not outside of the judgment, not from my judgment. My judgment means nothing. Just because I'm clarifying the truth, the, the unadulterated truth of what Scripture says, that doesn't mean I'm judging. The, 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 the Lord says that the, the words of God themselves, the law itself, will be the judge by which the person is judged, you know, in the last, in the last day. That's how they're being judged. And even now, the Word of God judges the person who stands outside of that standard. So if we, if we make it a, a habit of minimizing that standard, then we're ultimately judging and doing worse than judging. We're, you're unrighteously judging the standard that's already been set and adding or subtracting to it. And so I believe that that's what, where the Lord says, do not add or subtract from the law of God, from the word of God. That's a very dangerous thing to do. But oftentimes people who want to feel like they're virtuous by not supposedly judging are making the opposite mistake and they don't realize it. It's a very dangerous thing to do that. And so we have to speak truth no matter how intimidating it is, you know, to people in our circles. And that's hard. But of course, we have to pray to God that we can do these things in the most Christ-like way. Okay, so my rant is over. God bless. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.